Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die? Would He devote that sacred head for sinners such as I? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Was it for crimes that I had done, he groaned upon the tree? Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Well might the sun in darkness hide, and judge his glory. Mighty Maker died for man the creature's sin. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. The dead of love I owe. Dear Lord, I give myself away, is all that I can do. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by at the cross that's where the Lord gave his perfect and qualified life for you a great savior we have alright well brother Chuck was talking about work around the house <clears throat> David and I have been uh, doing a lot of tree work around our house for the last couple weeks and we've got the scars to prove it, too, all over. It's a lot of work, isn't it? Got me thinking about trees, though. You know the Lord loves trees. He really does. You know that in the Bible, other than God and people, trees are mentioned more than any other living. From the very beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, there's trees. Trees are everywhere. We're going to look a little bit at the trees in the Bible this morning. I'll tell you, when I started looking at this, I was overwhelmed at the study 
that lied before me, the trees of the Bible. A lot of us uh, enjoy listening to, reading after uh, Charles Spurgeon. He preached several messages on trees in the Bible. No, I haven't read them or heard them. I've only heard about them at this point. Let's look at a few of the trees in the Bible this morning. In Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 8, we read these words. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, every tree that is good for food. God has created every tree that has ever lived. Every single one. God has used trees to teach us about life. God has used trees to provide life. It's only been in, I don't know, the last hundred or two years that they've realized that oxygen is, is produced by trees. Obviously, uh, our homes are built, mine is anyway, out of wood, out of trees. It's great to sustain a life in the cold. We can burn the wood and stay alive where we would freeze otherwise. Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good, good for food. All the fruit that is produced by the trees that God's created. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the middle of the garden was the tree of life. We have looked at this before here, and we realize that the tree of life was the focal point or the place of communication and communion with God. In the cool of the day, Adam and Eve walked with God in the garden. Where? Through the trees. Through the trees. So we realize that the tree of life is a place of connection connection and communion with God. Verse 10. Let's see, did I finish 9? Yes. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. These two things go together, don't they? The water gives the tree what it needs to live. God created both. In John's vision in Revelation, we see this river of life flowing from the throne of God. You remember we talked about that not too long ago. And how representative it is, the vision that John saw, of the salvation of sinners by God, the reconciliation that God has worked out. Because the Spirit of God, as this crystal river that flows from the throne of God, also flows from God the Father. And there's a tree in the midst of this crystal river. And on either side of it. And that tree represents the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit flows from God through Jesus Christ to us. You see how He saves us? It's by His power and through His Son, Jesus Christ. 
Verse 9, also in the midst of the garden was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This was is where man used his free will. This is where man lost his free will. Adam and Eve had a free will, didn't they? They could choose to disobey God. The tree was there. And we can't forget the fact that God provided that tree too. But He gave them a law. He gave them a rule. He gave them a standard, a stipulation. Don't eat of this tree. And He told them the consequences. If you do in that very day, you shall surely die. All His promises are true. And when we keep reading, we see that they did die because of their choice. They had a choice whether to obey God or not. They used that choice. They used that free will and they chose to disobey God. When they did so, by partaking of the tree that God told them not to partake of, they lost their free will. Well, what do you mean by that? Don't we still have free will? Not to choose God. Why? Because our will is bound. Our will is captive. Our will is prisoner to the flesh and the fallen nature that we inherited from Adam. What happened in chapter 3? Well, let's take a look. Genesis chapter 3 and 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it. She threw that in, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. You shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Partly a lie, partly the truth. Their eyes were open. They already knew good. They walked with God in the garden. Now they knew evil because they had disobeyed God. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, verse 6, and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them... Both were open. That was a truth that Satan told them. The other part was not. They would not become as God. They would not have the authority and the power that God has, nor the knowledge. Verse 7 says, And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. But they weren't there. They usually were. They usually walked with God. But they weren't there. And Adam and his wife had hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. There's no such thing. But they tried it. You can't hide from God. God sees all and knows all. They hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God where? Amongst the trees of the garden. 
The Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? You're supposed to be here with me. What has happened? Where are you at? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Where have I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, and we, we can stop there. We know the story. Man blamed it on the woman. The woman blamed it on the serpent. They had a choice. They made the wrong choice. And you and I have inherited this fallen nature where we are unable in and of ourselves to make a connection with God. They were able to. They were able to walk with Him. I believe every day in the cool of the day in the garden that God had created for them and put them in to dress and to take care of. But then they lost that right. They lost that connection. And they passed it on to us, didn't they? All right. In verse 21, let's see, 321, Unto Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, now that this has happened, now that man has made this choice and has suffered this consequences, let alone pass it on to every person after them, and now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So they chose the wrong tree, didn't they? They were driven from the garden. And the Lord said, unless they put forth their hand and take of the tree of life, what we say the tree of life represents? Jesus Christ himself. God in the person of the Son. He is the only connection now. He is the only door to God. Now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat or partake of or devour and live forever. The Lord loves trees. He uses them a lot, doesn't he? Again, they are all through the Bible. In Exodus chapter 15, we find a tree. Years ago, when Brother Tom was here, uh, I remember that I did preach on this some. We were going through the book of Genesis in the first service, the first of two services that we had every day. But you'll remember in Exodus chapter 15, Exodus chapter 15, now the children of Israel had been relieved from their servitude to Egypt. They were in the wilderness now. Verse 23, or verse 22. Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Remember the Lord parted the sea. 
The Egyptian soldiers followed them in. The Lord collapsed the water back on them. There was not one of them that survived. Let me tell you that not one of your enemies is going to survive either. As God delivered them through the Red Sea, so the Lord God delivers us and is delivering us through this life. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, verse 22, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness, and they found no water. Now this isn't a little group of people. This is million people. Maybe more. When you read over in the book of Numbers, you realize how many there really were. There were a lot of them, weren't there? A lot of them. So they went three days in the wilderness and didn't have anything to drink. And when they came to Mara, they could not drink the waters of Mara. They tried. Otherwise, they wouldn't have known that they were bitter. They weren't good. They were sour. They were rotten. They were stagnant. When they came to Mara, they could not drink of the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord. Moses is crying unto the Lord for the salvation of the Lord's people. They had to have water. They couldn't live without it. Three days already. No water. And I want you to notice the solution that God gave them. It's important. Verse 25. They said, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. The Lord showed him a tree. Which when he had cast into the waters, as God instructed him to do, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved the waters of Mora. They represent the works of life. They're bitter. They cannot provide life or salvation or spiritual connection with God. But God showed him a tree. God showed him a tree. Representative of what? The cross of Calvary. The cross of Calvary. Where life is found. Why? Because there, the Son of God Himself gave His perfect life. That God saw, God sees everything. God saw Jesus' life. Every second of it. He knew that He qualified to give His life for you and for me. And you know God grew that tree. God designed that tree that they made that cross out of, that Jesus bore. Just like He made the trees for Noah to build the ark with. A particular gopher wood. God created it. God told Noah what tree to use. God told Adam and Eve what tree to use and what tree not to use. You see, they didn't follow God, did they? No. Their pride, their pride and the thought of their pride was instigated by Satan. 
through the serpent. And they believed him instead of believing God. And look where it got them and us. The Lord chose a tree. And that tree made the waters of Mara sweet. And what did it do? It sustained life. Because they would have died without it. The Lord chose a tree. Let's look at Psalm 1. This is a tiny portion of the representation of trees in the Bible. Y'all realize that this morning. Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. There's three things not to be. Three things not to do. But now, God's going to give us, through the psalmist, things to be, things to do. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also not shall not wither, and whatsoever he shall whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Who is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly? Who is the man whose delight in the law? of the Lord, was in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditated in day and night perfectly. Who was it? wasn't me. wasn't you. It was Jesus Christ. And he was blessed, wasn't he? He was God himself. He created all things, including the tree that they hung him on. So first, I believe the psalmist is describing Jesus Christ. He really did delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. We should. He did. And that's more of the completion of prophecy that he did, that he completed for us. Now, it pertains to us. Well, now we know him. We have stretched out our hand and taken of the tree of life. Now it's us who is blessed because we walk not in the counsel of the ungodly but meditate on God's law. In Exodus 37, we see that Bezalel made the ark, the ark of the covenant, the ark that would contain the holy instruments of God, including the commandments, including uh, Aaron's rod that budded, including a plate, if you will, of manna. Bezalel made the ark of Shedem wood. Why? Because God told him to. 
because he was instructed to. Again, for something special, God chose the tree. God chose the tree that the Ark of the Covenant was made out of. God has perfect design and perfect plans, doesn't he? And he executes them perfectly. And he does so through his people's obedience to his word. You see that this morning? That's how we are blessed. By listening to him, knowing that he knows best. Let's see, in Jeremiah, in chapter 1, Verse 11, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? And I said, Jeremiah said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. And it goes on, And the word of the Lord came unto me the second time, saying, What seest thou? And I said, I see a seething pot, and the face thereof is toward the north. The Lord is revealing to him. And in verse 12, The Lord said, Thou hast well seen. God is revealing His will to Jeremiah. God reveals His will to us. And the Lord said, I will hasten my word to perform it. Makes me think of the song that uh, Sister Betty, who's gone on to be with the Lord, loved and loved for us to sing. I know whom I have believed. I am persuaded that He is able to keep that thing which I have committed unto Him. Where's our strength? It's in faith in Him, isn't it? Completely and absolutely. All right. There are so many scriptures. But we won't continue much further this morning. But we will look back in Genesis, in chapter 18. The uh, destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah has already been mentioned this morning. And this is uh, leading up to that. Genesis chapter 18. And here we have Abraham. He's in the plains of Mamre. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. And he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked. And lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. Now remember what verse 1 said. And the Lord appeared unto him. And he said, My Lord, verse 3, If now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Stay, don't leave. Let a little water, I pray ye, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. I want us to notice that. And rest yourselves under the tree. When we think about the cross that Jesus Christ 
lived and died on, we realize that we have no credit with God outside what God did on the cross of Calvary. That's the only place where we can put our confidence for spiritual life, for this connection with God. It's in the tree of life, isn't it? Jesus Christ. But guess what? In the knowledge of what Jesus did on the tree for us, the tree of life hanging on a tree and gave up His life. That's where we can rest. And that's the only place. That's the only place we can rest our souls is under the knowledge of the tree. Under the knowledge of the cross of Calvary and what He did for us. The realization that we couldn't do anything for ourselves spiritually. We had to stand on the rock of Jesus Christ and what He did for us out of His love for us on the cross of Calvary. The tree of life hanging on the tree of life. What do you mean by that? It was a tree of death. Oh, but it provided life for you and for me. Through the sacrifice of the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. Oh, praise Him this morning if you know Him. He has paid the entire price. Again, the tree of life hung on the tree of death to provide life. What a Savior.